song from, from the Snoopy show that uh, Christmas time is here. Can you play that for us and we'll all sing with you? It'd be great. Come on, guys. you a question. What were the most favorite Christmas presents that you ever received? Oh, do you remember as a child? I do. It was my grandpa, my mother's father, that always gave me the best Christmas presents of all. 
like my Cape Canaveral rocket set. And I blew things up all around the house. Oh, and then one year he gave me a robot, a remote control robot. Yes, I'm not that old. They had ro remote control robots back then. And Mr. Mercury walked around the house. And then when I was a teenager, it was my microscope set and my telescope. Uh, and what's the worst thing to get at Christmas time? Clothes, ties, that's right. Yeah. We still, even us big boys, we like our toys. Are you with me in that? But I have learned that at Christmas time, the best presents of all are our family and friends. Oh, I, I love it when it finally comes that moment. How about you? The Christmas shopping, the Christmas cooking, the Christmas decorating, it's all behind you. And now you can sit and enjoy and be able to look upon the faces of your children, the faces of your grandchildren, family and friends all around you. But there'll be a missing part in our Christ Christmas. My parents won't be there. They're retired in Florida. My son, who pastors in Southern California, him and his wife won't be able to join us Christmas time is a little hard on a pastor's home. And so there's going to be a little bit. Missing at Christmas. It makes me think about what it must have been like that first Christmas. Can you imagine that first Christmas in heaven? Christmas for us means togetherness. But that first Christmas, it was all about separation. That first Christmas, the father had to say goodbye to his son. As he saw his son leave heaven for a manger in Bethlehem. To leave heaven for an old rugged cross. Why did Jesus do it? Why did Jesus that first Christmas say goodbye to all of his glory to heaven and the Father. I'll tell you why. Because Jesus so loves you and me. Oh, there's a song. We hear it sung all around us at Christmas time. It reminds me. It reminds me of that first Christmas when the Father and Son said goodbye. I'll be home for Christmas. Of a place I love even more than I usually do, and although I know it's a long road back, 
and his dear wife and daughter, Kim and Olivia, with I'll Be Home for Christmas. Praise the Lord. Christmas, it's all about giving. And the greatest giver of all. Who's the greatest giver of all? God, who gave his only begotten Son. So that leads us to the next point in our presentation this morning. We want to give you an opportunity to worship the Lord, the greatest giver of all. Because what time is it? It's blessing time. I'm going to have the ushers come, the house lights come on up. It's blessing time. And we're thankful for so many guests and uh, dear ones that are with us this morning. But we want to wait upon the Lakeside family at this time for a great Christmas offering and to be able to bless, to be able to worship the greatest giver of all, uh, our God who gave the Christ of Christmas. Today, as you take the Lord's tithe in your offering and place it in your hand, 
you are partnering with, I believe, the greatest giving church on the planet. I cannot say enough for the Lakeside family. You saw the big give on Wednesday night as we reach out to the poor, the hurting, the needy. Tomorrow, we're going to commission angels to go out into our congregation. We're going to completely, by faith, empty our entire benevolence account here at Lakeside. We've had people that have lost husbands and lost wives to death this year. People that are dealing with cancer. People that are dealing with tragedy. People that are on, on financial, uh, destitute situations and needs. Some of these situations, finances are not involved. They just need a little love touch, a little token that says, we love you as a congregation. In my last service, I had an usher, like one of these ushers, and it was two weeks ago on a Sunday night that at midnight when they went to bed, they smelled smoke. And the bottom line is their house completely burnt to the ground. They lost everything, everything. That night, they went to a hotel. They went to a hotel, and that night, the fire alarm at the hotel went off. And they were outside again, and then there was a fire at the hotel. Well, in the name of Jesus and, and representing you, we're going to bless them with a love touch. A love touch. Sure, there's insurance, but there's things that there's deductibles and, and things that uh, money can't replace. And uh, this is a giving congregation. And I need your help to finish this year strong. If you look in your handout, uh, you'll, you'll notice as you look in your handout that uh, we're a bit behind budget. And we need your help to finish strong. I believe in finishing strong. Amen? Take the Lord's tithe and our offerings, and let's fully fund every ministry of this church, every giving outreach ministry of this church for the glory of God. I want to speak divine favor upon your home and upon your life, upon your business this morning. So hold the Lord's tithe. Hold the Lord's offering. We still live in a country that blesses contribution and gives you contribution credit with your taxes. Let's speak blessing upon our situations this morning for the glory of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, Lord, God, as Lord Jesus Alexandra Leone comes and begins to prepare to minister to us in song, I pray, Lord, that in the midst of this song, that Lord Jesus, there would come blessing, there would come divine favor, there would come, O oh God, the fountainhead Lord, of your prosperity upon every home that puts you first in their giving, in their finances. In the name of Jesus, we pray a Christmas blessing upon one and all. Amen and amen. God bless you as you give in this Christmas offering this morning. Oh, that you don't mind. 
Give it up for Alexandra Leone, one of our outstanding young ladies here at Lakeside Assembly of God. Thank you, thank you so much for your giving. I just heard recently of a birthday party for a two-year-old. And when the mother was asked at the party that was a birthday party for her two-year-old, why isn't your baby here? At the party, she said, "Oh, I, I left him at 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 home with my my mother-in-law. It wouldn't be any fun to have him here at the party." You know that is about as ridiculous as leaving, like our nation is doing, leaving Christ out of Christmas. We're here this morning to bring Christ back into Christmas. Would you welcome the Lakeside Choir and family of musicians to come and give you the Christ of Christmas, the birth of the King.
Emmanuel. He has come. Have you heard about the new star that was recently discovered by astronomers? I'm talking about Ui Scuti. It's hard to pronounce. This star is five billion times larger than our sun. It is the largest known object in the universe. If you were to board a jet plane, a passenger commercial jet, and fly around our planet Earth, it would take you how long? A little bit more than 24 hours to fly just once around this newly discovered star. It would take you almost 1,100 years flying at 600 miles per hour. This object is so big, it is beyond our mind's ability to wrap our comprehension around it. And yet it's a speck of dust to the creator of the universe. He who is known as the ultimate. But think of it. The ultimate who spoke all things into existence including this largest star the ultimate became the intimate the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 the Bible says behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us Christmas reminds us that Emmanuel, God is with you when you lose your job and you feel like a failure. Emmanuel reminds us that, that God is with you when everybody is giving you the silent treatment or they're talking about you on Facebook and you feel so alone. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God is with you when the one who said, I'll love you until death do you part, now says, till divorce do us part. Emmanuel, he's here this morning. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You see, Christmas is a surprise story. Jesus wasn't what the world expected, but what the world needed. Emmanuel, God with us.
Imagine for a moment, it would almost seem like the twilight zone. Could you imagine a world without Christmas? In a world without Christmas, most of our music, our art, our architecture would be gone. It would vanish. Because it's the Christ of Christmas that has inspired most of our classics our music, our art. In a world without Christmas, there would be no public education. There would be no disaster relief organizations. There would be no orphanages. There would be, think of it, there would be no hospitals, no health care. All of these came as a result of Christ in Christianity. Before that time, only the rich benefited from those organizations, those agencies. But worst of all, in a world without Christmas, imagine our spiritual condition. Imagine our faith. There wouldn't be any. We would remain guilty. We would remain uncleansed and unforgiven. We would stand condemned before God. There would be no hope. In fact, in a world without Christmas, there would be a no vacancy sign posted in heaven. <laughs> 
in a world without Christmas, we would remain hopeless. But because of Christmas, Jesus was not only gently laid in a manger, he was nailed to a cross. There he paid the price for your sins and my sins. He paid a debt he did not owe. We owed a debt we could not pay. We needed someone to take our sins away. The Christ of Christmas was that someone. And his name is Jesus. Christmas reveals Jesus. Heaven's Lamb. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world.
that first Christmas, heaven's Lamb was born. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But let's be reminded, on that first Christmas, not only was a Savior birthed and born, but the Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is what? Born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and were come to worship him. Let it be understood. Jesus did not have to go through a Republican or a Democratic debate or primary. Jesus was not appointed king. Jesus was not elected king. Jesus was born king. King of the everlasting ages. Hail him who is king of kings and lord of lords. Lift up your head, no need to mourn. His hand is stretched out still. For unto us a child is born, his promise to fulfill. Child that was born there. 
discovered baby Jesus. Was baby Jesus wearing a crown? Was he arrayed in regal robes? Did he have within his hand a golden scepter? There was nothing about baby Jesus that looked kingly or smacked of royalty. All that the wise men saw was a poor peasant child that had all the demeanor of impoverishment. So how did the wise men respond to this peasant baby? Matthew chapter 2 verse 11 is clear. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. And what did they do? They fell down and worshipped him. I said they fell down and worshipped him. They fell down and worshipped Him. Some of you are going through deep waters right now. Some of you are going through difficulties. You're going through storms. You're walking through valleys. And right now, everything before you seems to be darkness. And by your natural eye, everything looks hopeless. This is the prime time. You are a prime candidate for a miracle. 
if you choose to go not by what you see, if you choose to go by what you believe, that we serve a God who will not and cannot fail. The wise men reveal for us a powerful spiritual faith principle. We are called as Christians to walk by faith and not by sight. We are called as Christians to worship by faith and not by sight. Anybody can give an applause. Anybody can praise and worship after the miracle, after the divine healing. But heaven, (laughs) you will gain heaven's applause if you keep trusting God before the miracle comes. If you keep walking with God before the healing, the victory comes. Do you hear me in this? Those are the kind of faithful that the Lord is looking for. And I ran into one yesterday. Yes, yesterday. I ran into such as one. I'd like Lynn Pazillo to come out of the choir and join me. If she would, please. God bless you, Lynn. How many times has your pastor told you that you never realize who's sitting next to you in the pew? Who might be near you in the congregation? How many times have I said that in every pew, every row of chairs, it is said that there's always a broken heart. Somebody's carrying a burden, a grief. This young lady was keeping a burden. She was carrying a load of concern upon her life. She didn't tell her pastor about it for about a year until yesterday. Can you share, Lynn, what it was that the doctors informed you about? Well, I found out about a year ago that um, I have a brain aneurysm. Um, So the doctor told me to go see a neurologist, which I just did about a month ago. And um, he explained everything, um, what the next steps would be. But the first thing to do is to have a scan done which I um, did uh, Thursday night and um, he also said I needed to go see a specialist after I had the scan done so he could compare both results from last year to this year um, to make sure it just stayed the same and it didn't get any bigger Um, and uh, uh, maybe even having surgery or just letting it go for a few years and keeping an eye on it so um, I had the scan done on Thursday night, and um, Friday afternoon, I got a phone call from the medical assistant who read my results, and all I can remember is them saying, normal and unremarkable. So... So, of course, he explained in the beginning when I saw the neurologist how I'm not going to send you to a neurosurgeon because they could just crack crack your skull. I would just send you to um, another specialist and he will go over two different surgeries they could do where they could clot the aneurysm or they could um, do a laser surgery. 
So um, when the, the medical assistant was telling me the results, uh, of course, I was shocked. I just said, um, okay, uh, you need to repeat that. Did you say normal? And she said, yes. I said, it was normal, unremarkable. And, um, and she said, why did you have one done before? And I said, yes, I did last year, which showed a brain, a brain aneurysm. And she said, okay, well, let me read this again. So she read it again to me. And I said, well, what do I do now? Do I see the specialist in two weeks still? Um, and she goes, well, let me call you right back. I want to talk to the doctor. So she called me back five minutes later. And she said, these were the doctor's words. He said, I want you to follow up with the specialist. And he said he wants him to cross the T's and dot the I's just to make sure everything's okay because she had an aneurysm last year, but she doesn't this year. <laughs> I just came down to the altar a couple weeks ago um, for prayer for when he had a healing service. Um, Julie, Chris prayed over me with my husband and my kids and uh, that was just about three weeks ago so I just want to give God the glory because he's the only one that did this <laughs> beautiful praise the Lord Lynn I understand that when they got the news her husband picked her up in the air and did this twirl and dance around the room the brain surgery is extremely risky. And let me tell you, we serve a God who's still in the healing business. And if you'll keep trusting, if you'll keep pressing in, you can watch and see what your God will do. Listen, when you walk with that kind of a God confidence, you're able to say, I don't have to wait until I receive my financial blessing. I'm going to praise the Lord now. I'm, I'm not going to wait until all the pain is gone. I'm going to praise Him now. I'm not going to wait until I see the test results. I'm going to worship you now. I don't need to see or wait for a miracle in my marriage or my family or with my children. I'm going to praise the Lord now. I'm not going to wait for all of Jericho's walls to come crashing down. I'm going to give a shout of praise now. Hallelujah. Even before I see it, I'm going to worship you now. Hallelujah. Do you see the kind of faith I'm talking about? No matter what you're facing this morning, no matter what you're facing this Christmas season, the Lord's got a word for you. No matter what you're going through, stop, stop telling your God how big your storm is and start telling your storm how big the Christ of Christmas really is. He'll never fail you. He'll never forsake you. Christmas calls us to worship the Lord now. Amen. Holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night 
of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world and sin in error pining till he appears and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices, oh, night divine, oh, night, when Christ was to love one another his law is love and his gospel is peace chain shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all the oppression shall cease Sweet hymns of joy In grateful chorus praise We let all within us Praise His holy name Christ is the
Praise the Lord. Do you realize that there is another dimension to Christmas that we often forget? I'm talking about the prophetic dimension. Do you realize that Christmas is the fulfillment of more than 300 messianic prophecies given centuries before the birth of Jesus Christ? But there are far more prophecies about His second coming than there are about His first coming. Listen, to a generation like ours that has witnessed more prophetic fulfillment than any other generation, such as Israel's return to her homeland after more than 2,000 years of dispersion, to a generation that's encountering more war and terrorism and mass murders in, in our schools, our workplaces, as never before to a generation in the grip of a moral meltdown where wrong has become right and right has become wrong. And, and, and we're living in an X-rated generation that would make Sodom and Gomorrah wince to a generation that has proclaimed a war on Christmas. And Christians today are the most persecuted people on the planet. But the word of the Lord is this. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. I will come again. I want to remind you that the first time that Jesus came, he came as a baby in a manger surrounded by goats and sheep and donkeys. The next time he comes, he'll be riding on a milk-white stallion, thundering through the clouds. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The first time that Jesus came, he was nailed to a cruel, rugged cross. The next time he comes, he'll step down upon Mount Olives, and he will begin a reign for a thousand years. The first time that Jesus came, he was ridiculed by King Herod. He was dressed up like a clown. He was dragged before Governor Pilate to be whipped and to be tortured and to be spat upon. But the next time he comes, I said the next time he comes, Herod will bow before him. Pilate will bow before him. Even Satan, the devil, old Slewfoot, will come on bended knee and confess with his mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Hallelujah! For he who was born King, he is King, and we shall behold him. The sky shall unfold, preparing his entrance. The stars shall applaud.
and close your eyes with me. Precious Jesus, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. What a day that will be when he returns just as he promised and we shall behold him. 
not only our Savior, not only the King of kings, but the lover of our souls. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Here this morning, I ask you the supreme question of the ages. Will you behold him on that day? Will you behold him? You see, the Christ of Christmas is not content to be a part of your nativity scene on your front yard. He's not content to sit in some manger on the top of your TV set. For he who came that first Christmas, he is king. He was born king. And he desires to be the king of your heart. Who sits upon the throne of your heart this morning? Is it money? Is it things? Is it a wrong relationship? Is it pleasure? What rules you? Who rules you? Ultimately, there are only two choices. Jesus said no one can serve two masters. I pray that Jesus is the Lord, the King of your heart. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed and please no looking around in the sacredness of this moment. I'm going to pray a prayer, a prayer of salvation. A prayer that will make the Christ of Christmas your Savior, your Lord. If you would like to be included in this prayer, if you would like to know that you're right with God and you're on your way to heaven so that you will behold Jesus on that day, if you would like to be included in what I'm about to pray, would you just slip up your hand right now? This is a sign of your faith. This says to me that you're saying yes to Jesus. Would you just lift up your hand right now so that I can see it? God bless you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Pastor, include me in your prayer. Just lift up your hand so that I can see it. Some people are standing. Some people are sitting. So you'll have to lift that hand high so that I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. How many more? How many more? God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. Importantly, God sees those hands. God bless you. Yes. Yes. So many I'm going to pray that prayer right now. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you lifted up your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. In fact, I want everyone to repeat this prayer with me, especially those who lifted up their hands. Put your heart into what you're about to pray. Own this prayer. Are you ready? Dear Jesus, I come to you right now. And I confess, I'm a sinner. But Jesus, you're my Savior, the Christ of Christmas. Save me from my sins. 
I believe you died for me. You paid the price for my sins. And I believe you rose from the dead with resurrection life, new life. I want that life, Jesus, a changed life. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing me, for changing me, for giving me a home in heaven. I thank you, Jesus, that I am saved. And now, Jesus, I receive it as I believe it. Amen.